his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. I'm just excited to be here with you tonight. We are on until 11 o'clock tonight, so from 8 to 11. And we do hope that you will stick and stay with us. We have a few things we want to talk about, um, of course, in the news. It's been quite frustrating for me, as you heard me mention a moment ago, um, if you were listening, that this terrible questioning that was done from our Congress um, dealing with Judge Katanji Brown Jackson, and I am just blown away by it all. I couldn't even watch after a while, Jonathan. I just couldn't pay attention. I just couldn't. I had to get up, go and get water, go and get coffee. I drank a lot of coffee in the last four days, seriously. And it's because I really couldn't handle it all. I needed to be busy doing something, cleaning or something, because it was really disturbing for me. And I don't know if it was disturbing for you, but um, I don't understand. People keep saying to me, hey, you got to be strong enough to deal with these people, right? If you, if you can't handle it, then don't get in the, in the mix. That's not it for me. That's not what I'm talking about. I am talking about respecting one another. If nothing else, Congress should respect each other. But this has been falling apart for more than a decade, right? You remember when President Obama got into office and the guy from um, when they were doing the um, State of the Union, and all of a sudden he goes, you lie. You know, he should have been censured. But he wasn't censured. Absolutely not. So why in the world do we put up with this when we didn't have to put up with it other times? I don't understand it. And to the Republicans who... um, were a part of this questioning. Uh, The things that you did was so awful. Some of the questions you asked were just disgusting. To suggest that this judge, this Judge Brown, would actually, actually be accused of supporting child pedophiles, you know, people who, who rape children and, and have sex with children. I mean, to even suggest such a thing was disgusting. And it angered me to the point I had to get away from the television. There's not a whole lot that I get angry about. Anger is something you have to be able to control. If you can't control it, it will control you, right? So it was very difficult for me to listen to those questions. It was very difficult for me to watch her have to answer those questions. Right. And yeah. um, go, go ahead. ahead, Jonathan. No, go ahead. OK, so in men post, it talks about a memo from D.C. It says disingenuous SCOTUS questioning Mars historic nomination. You know, people are going to be talking about this nasty stuff that they had to say about her. Right. Especially the Republican strategy. 
Um, it says here in MinPost, Judge Katanji Brown-Jackson underwent a marathon of hearings this week to examine her nomination to the Supreme Court. Okay, we know that. On Tuesday, Missouri Senator Josh Hawley accused Jackson of being too lenient in sentencing sexual offenders, specifically regarding child pornography. Now, it says here that during uh, his line of questioning, Holly, uh, one of several Republicans on the committee who are viewed as having presidential ambitions, it's always about that, right, focused primarily on the 2013 case of a guy named Wesley Hawkins to challenge Jackson's judgment in sentencing child pornography defendants. In June of that year, authorities had seized a laptop containing more than a dozen videos depicting graphic imagery of several young victims from Hawkins' home. Hawkins agreed to a plea deal. Okay, let's continue. Under federal guidelines, the recent high school graduate faced 97 to 121 months in prison. Prosecutors, however, sought a fraction of that 24 months. Jackson sentenced the 19-year-old to three months, followed by 73 months of supervised release. But let me tell you why. Jackson offered a fiery response to Hawley's accusation, saying that judges are constrained, constrained by sentencing guidelines that Congress defines and that those guidelines direct judges to create a sentence that is sufficient but not greater than necessary to promote the purposes of punishment. I cannot tell you how disgusted I was when this was going down for the week. I mean, it just wasn't one time. It was several times, Jonathan. And I hope that you will go back and watch and hope that you will go back and listen. I couldn't watch it all. I just couldn't. I, was, I mean, my heart was crying. My heart was absolutely crying. I don't know if I could go back and watch it either. I did see, I, I again, I was uh, working with the television on. And I did happen to catch that moment that you're talking about, the questioning mm-hmm. between Senator Hawley and Judge Jackson. And I got angry. Um, it, it's it's. Uh. Well, did you get angry because she's a woman? Did you get angry because she is the first uh, African-American nominee as a woman? Tell me what made you angry. It made me angry that, yes, I, uh, I think uh, there is a bias that I have with her being an African-American woman, a black woman, up for this prestigious role, the first one to be nominated for this prestigious role. It does anger me. It also angers me that not a year ago, or not uh, about a year ago, I think a little over a year ago, she came up for confirmation hearings for... The job, the job that she has now, being a circuit judge in D.C., mm-hmm. and I don't remember. I know that those nomination hearings and confirmation hearings are not broadcast. There, you might, you may go find them on C-SPAN. That may be the only place for you to find something like that on television. Is a, is a channel like C-SPAN, but I don't remember any explosive commentary or questioning regarding this type of subject material during that confirmation hearing. And she did get at least a few votes of support from the GOP side. 
when she was when when she went up for this uh, district court, the the D.C. district court, and it it, it angers me to know. I know in life we're hypocritical. I know in in life we are. Uh, we 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 look at things through a certain lens, and we say, okay, because I'm seeing it through this lens, I might see things one way. If it's all these other situations, except through the lens I see it through, if it's the lens I see it through, well, it's a different story. I get, I understand that we're human; it's humanity. But. And again, it's it, hypocrisy doesn't mean a hill of beans. It really doesn't in a, in a sense of professional political uh, – uh, the, the profession of politics, I'll say. It doesn't really – you can say it. You can scream it as loud as you want. It doesn't really mean a hill of beans. Having said that, the hypocrisy of, of doing this to someone to try to this – this goes beyond damaging her – her record, her resume. This goes to damaging her character as a person. And her family's character. Correct. That's that's the thing for me. You know, your daughters are sitting in the court. I think they were there for two days, if I'm not mistaken. But can you imagine them watching it even on television and hearing what they are saying about their mother? I just, I, I just, I, I'm just stunned by I it. I want to fight so somebody. Disgusted by I'd want to fight yeah. so, I'd want to, yeah. I'd, 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 I will say this. I was texting back and forth with family members, and I, I did text as someone, and, and people will come at me and, and tell me I'm wrong or, or wrongheaded or, or what whatever the case is. That's fine. That's their opinion. Someone needs to slap the taste out of their mouth. Yeah. Well, we can't do that now, can we? <laughs> Not if we're proper, proper people. Yeah, which is what we want to be. We want to be good people. But I have to tell you, man, just listening to this, there were times I had to turn off the television and just leave the room. Just leave the room. Uh, I think my mother is way stronger than I am because she was able to watch it, comment on it. She was completely um, frustrated by it, but she watched and she learned and she listened, and that's how she does it, right? My mother is that woman. And so just being in her company and hearing her perspective on it, I was like, wow, mom, it's amazing that you can listen to that. I, could, I couldn't take it. I had and, to leave the room. And, and I'll say this, and then we got to go to break. I think some of the reaction is also generational. And people in my age range, below my age range, you know, 50 and under, uh, we grew up in a different world than people that are 70, 80, 90, 90 years old and older. We grew up in a different world. And so I think we have different expectations. And with those expectations, you see this. Some person that might be older might think, okay, this is bad. I've seen worse. So I think think generation has to do... With has a lot to do with it. Yeah, when well. you were born, exactly. That's why when people say to me, I, you know, I long for the good old days, and I'm going, it was good for you. It wasn't good for my people. So let's remember that, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, you're absolutely right. My mother is that one from the her generation who understands how bad it was. You know, she was... She experienced a lot, let's put it that way. And so she's a strong woman, and she was able to listen to those hearings. But for me, I had to leave the room several times. I mean, I just wanted to break something, and that's not me. That's not me, Jonathan. All right, got to take a break, and we'll come back in a moment. 
Okay, so as I take a deep breath and just try to say to myself, you know, we're all going to be okay. I don't actually believe that completely. Um, I will say to you that I am terribly concerned about where we are as a nation. And we've been in some pretty bad situations in this country. But things are not looking better from many perspectives. And those of you that find that it is getting better, well, I sure would like to know how in the world did you get there? (laughs) So I do want to say that we have our first guest at 835 tonight. Uh, He's attorney Philip J. Roos, and uh, he's from the Stone Arch Law firm. And uh, we're going to talk a lot about women and how they invest. Do they have estate plans and that sort of thing? And I think this is something women need to really hear about. Um, So if you can stay tuned, I know that March is Women's um, Month. However, we really needed to keep talking about it all year long. It's just like February with Black History Month. We talk about it for the month of February, but we really need to be talking about it all year long. So as we join that guest at 835, I think that's going to be a great conversation. And then, of course, at 9 o'clock is all things arts and entertainment. And we start out with the owner of Crooners, Mary Chesfold. We call her Mary T. She's going to be joining us to talk about songs for Ukraine. And I hope you will stick and stay with that as well at 920. Uh, Cyril Ami. Cyril Ami. uh, She's from... France, Paris, I believe, and she is coming to the Dakota soon, so we're going to talk about that. She's really quite remarkable. Also at 9.33, Rohan Preston will be back from the Star Tribune. He is the lead uh, critic, theater critic, so I'm looking forward to talking to him about Thurgood Marshall at the Penumbra Theater, which has been extended, and Tempest at the Guthrie Theater. And then Austin Van from Yellow Tree Theater. We've had her on many times before, and I'm looking forward to her joining us as well. Of course, the Mom and Michael Hour, i got to let you know, Michael will not be joining us tonight, but Jonathan and I will have a good time and try to cover for him. <laughs> We're going to take a break. We'll be back. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. It is now 8.36 here at WCCO. Welcome back. You are listening to Steel Talking. I'm your host, Geraldine Steele. And, of course, it is time to talk about uh, what women are doing. I don't know if you listened last Sunday, but I had a guest on that talked about how women are really thriving and doing great things, starting new businesses, getting big-time jobs, you know, moving up into the C-suites and the corporations. It really is remarkable what is happening to women today. And so since we are breaking the glass ceiling, um, women-owned businesses make up about 40% of all businesses in America. That's right, 40% of all businesses in America, whoop, whoop, ladies, and 20 of women contribute the majority, if not all, of their household to their household income. Now, despite their undeniable presence in the working world, many women don't have a plan for their hard-earned assets should something happen to them. So what does that mean? Well, we want to empower women. We want to continue to talk about it, how well we are doing for the whole year, and help them take control Uh, help us take control of our estate planning decisions despite a powerful presence in the working world. Uh, Many women are protecting their hard-earned assets. So to talk about this tonight is um, uh, estate planning attorney Philip J. Roos from Stone Arch Law. Hello, Philip. How are you, sir? I'm doing so well. Thank you for having me on tonight. 
Sure, appreciate it. So let's jump right in. Where does the money women make go to today? I mean, I'm sure well, years ago, decades ago, was a whole nother story. You're right, and I think you've 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 pointed out exactly what we're seeing. Women are shattering stereotypes. I think estate planning is important for everybody, but on top of wealthier women in families, we also have an aging generation right now. And what's going to happen is, at least in heterosexual relationships or or partnerships, as the male member of that relationship dies, women are are going to be the first stop for uh, for that other wealth. And what that means is women are going to control the majority of the wealth in the United States by about 2030. So we're seeing some some really important reasons to get that planning done. Um, I think dealing with grief is already hard enough on top of not having a plan. So I think what we're what we're seeing here is is just a, a big shift in wealth and a big shift in responsibility um, with female members of our family. Yeah, you know, here's the thing. Um, I know that we've been talking about estate planning for women for a long time. Uh, I remember in the 1980s, people talking about how women need to get on board with estate planning. And like you said, uh, uh, in some of the uh, things I've also read is that the women are doing this because they absolutely have to at this point, uh, because we seem to, uh, we are still living longer than a lot of the, the men. And so as I listen to estate planning, what it was, you know, 20, 30 years ago, it's not today. So the process of protecting assets have changed, correct? That's right. Step one, always make sure you're communicating your wishes. I think there was a time, even when I was in law school, which wasn't that long ago in the early 2000s, and there was this stereotype of, you know, husband dies first, has all the wealth, transfers it to, to spouse, et cetera. And that's just changing so much. So I think the first, first thing that we tell our clients is to always make sure that you're communicating what you want. We, we say that an estate plan works better in the light of day. So you can always write a will or write a trust and, and kind of hide what you're doing. But if you communicate what's going on, you're less likely to have anger. You're less likely to have infighting. You're more likely to have the things that are important to you actually happen. Um, on top of that, uh, you know, I don't. I think there was a time when you could kind of assume that the kids would just kind of get it, and that's not really the world we live in anymore. There are some default rules out there that your estate's going to do. Things are going to go to certain people. Certain people are going to be in charge. If you were married and that spouse died before you and you're the surviving spouse, well, who's next in line? Who would actually settle that estate? And not only that type of decision maker, but also, you know, as women are living longer, who's going to be their health care taker? Who's going to be their health care agent who can manage the money for them if they're unable to do it on their own. I think oftentimes the will document, kind of that main estate plan document gets all the glory, but what about these documents that we sometimes consider to be also, or other documents like this healthcare directive and power of attorney? Sometimes it's even more important. I understand that. At the same time, I'm curious to know, Stone Arch Law, if you have women there that actually do uh, estate planning for women. We sure do. We sure do. If you, if you give us a call or check out our website, uh, you can talk directly with Camry Fielders. Um, she's an attorney who works. We all work with all families, of course. But for those that would prefer to work with a female attorney, please call us. We're a small firm. Uh, small meaning you have about how many lawyers? Right now we have, uh, we have three attorneys accepting clients right now, and then we have staff as well. We're right on kind of the edge of southwest Minneapolis 
and Richfield slash Edina, kind of in that corner of the city. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's talk about the women that are listening right now. How do you define estate planning for them? The way I would define estate planning is, well, here's what we have. So if you don't do anything at all, if you do nothing at all, the legislature has these default rules set up for you. And this is what's going to happen, whether you like it or not, if you don't do something. What we want to do is we want to replace those rules with something else, likely. We want your rules, your plan, your values to be reflected in your plan. And and the way we do that, there is a court process called probate. I won't get too far into it, but it's an administrative court process where if I die, if you die, if someone dies, their stuff goes through this process in front of a judge. The default rules control unless you overwrite them with a will document and a will is a court document. I've heard many people call us and they there are sometimes there's a misconception that wills will avoid if, if you have a will you don't have to go to court and that's just not true. Um, right. A will tells a judge what to do. Right. A will a will controls probate. It makes probate happen on your terms, which is why at the minimum we want that. We like wills. Wills wills make wills make your probate go the way you want it to go. Who's in charge? Where does the money go? What are the backups? Some families who are concerned not just with things happening their way, but they also want to make it easy for their loved ones. So it's not just a matter of things happening on their terms, but they want this probate process to be easy or to skip it altogether. They'll oftentimes use a different tool, and I won't get too far into it, but it's called a revocable trust or a living trust. This is a will replacement. We do this Mm -hmm. instead of a will. Mm -hmm. And what we do is we want to make sure your stuff, so the family home, uh, money, et cetera, kind of filters through this thing. And if it does, we get to use a private family agreement, a trust agreement, instead of the will. It's kind of like a contract, and we want to make, and, and these things will pass free of, of a judge. And not only that, especially as, as women are finding their 401ks and their IRAs getting bigger, you have to make sure the beneficiary designations on those, don't forget those have to match what your will or trust says you want to make sure you're coordinating those with those because those will supersede the will if not done properly. Right. So any any woman that has children, you definitely want to look into a trust instead of a will. But so many of us have put our wills together because we've been told that's what that's the document you need to have all the explanation uh, for probate so that everybody knows what they're supposed to get or what you're leaving for them, that sort of thing. But now it's really the talk of trust, as you just said, a living trust, what have you, instead of a will. Correct. I think so. And part of that is, I, 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 and you're, you're 100% correct. I think we've always been told will is, wills are the key, and they still are. I mean, they, they're still a great tool. They are oftentimes the more affordable way to set up a plan because there's less to them. They're an instruction letter for a judge. Uh, the, the revocable plan, it, it all depends on what you're doing. The costs are all over the board on these. But they oftentimes are more pricey, and for some folks, they don't want to do that. And that's okay. We all have uh, different priorities for our pocketbooks. I think the reason why trusts are becoming more popular and why people are seeing this more mm-hmm. is because we're in a little bit more of a litigious society. I think people are getting a little bit more uh, worried about their privacy. They don't want they don't even want their names in the phone books anymore, let alone their wills being subject to the you know public court system. Right. I will say that. Um a lot of it has to do communicating with your children. If you have children, you definitely want to get or get to know what a trust is. There's no doubt about that. However, I think so too. you know, making sure that your wishes are out there to your children is really important. One of the notes that I read said, um, make sure that all of the children are included. Is that mandatory? 
it's nuts. And and sadly, we do occasionally do an estate plan where someone wants um, a child removed. I will say the default rules do absolutely con- uh, include all the children someplace in the plan. Um, and and the issue then is if you if you did want someone to get an uneven share, or if you wanted some, you know, you wanted the kids to get equal amounts, but another chunk to go to a charity. None of that happens by itself, so you would have to intentionally do that. And you typically have to do it pretty bluntly, too. Um, Again, that kind of goes back to this idea of keeping things in the light of day. If someone is surprised by the fact that that everyone else is getting a third of the estate and they're getting a 1000 bucks, all the more reason for them to feel like they don't have anything to lose. So so if, if communication is possible, it's not always possible, but if it is, very good idea. Well, I tell you, everything I keep reading about estate planning, uh, it seems to usurp the will. So I really encourage every woman, in fact, every family, to make sure that you communicate as much as possible, as much as possible about what you want at the end of life, what you want uh, to do with the money, with your heirlooms. All of that really, really matters. However, what happens if women do not make a plan? Then what happens? If they don't make a plan, and I'm going to to leap back here a little because you you had mentioned absolutely correctly that women are outliving men still. So what that means is in addition to the grief, now they are going to be settling the estate, not only for potentially deceased spouse, but now they have the assets and they don't, they don't have that spouse or partner who will be um, settling their estate. Mm-hmm. So if, if, if there isn't a plan in place, it's not too late. As long as you have capacity, what you need to, to, to create a will validly is you have to be over 18 and you have to have capacity. You have to know what you're signing. If you haven't done it now, it is not too late. It's easier than you think. That's probably the number one thing we hear from clients. It's easier than you think. And you should feel empowered to do this. As a father of daughters, I want my kids to feel confident and empowered that it's their wealth and it's their decisions, and they can get this on paper. Make sure you're represented. Make sure it's done properly. Yeah, that's that's really important. Uh, a lot of times we don't know that it's done properly. You know, so many of us don't know about estate planning and how it really works. I mean, the language is a bit complicating sometimes, right? Uh, complicated at times when you read right. some of these estate plans. And so if you don't know any of the language, I believe the first thing we should do is say, what does that mean? Give it to me in writing what that definition is. Because if you don't know what you're signing, if you don't understand it, you're in trouble from day one. I love that you're saying that. We get, a question, we get questions pretty regularly about why are these legal documents in legalese, because they are, let's right. be honest. They are absolutely in legalese. And there's a reason for that. The reason is because if something goes wrong with this, this is going to go through the court system. And if it goes through the court system, now we're talking to other lawyers and judges. So that's who we're really talking to when it comes to that legalese. Mm-hmm. But if you're, if you're working with an attorney who does this well, you should come out of the meeting having not been talked to in legal ease. The conversation should be easy. You should come out of there, if you, if you have the right lawyer, feeling like you're talking to a, just a regular person about your family, and they're going to walk you through all these different stages, all these contingencies, and you should feel very confident about what you're signing when it's all done. But absolutely, we've had people come in from other firms when they're getting their plan done, and, and they just plop a bunch of paper in front of us and say... <laughs> You know, I, I'm not quite sure what this is, but <laughs> I think we have to read to it. So 
Yeah, it, it so true, so true. Yeah. Well, Philip J. Roos, I really appreciate you sticking and staying with us. I hope you can stay for another two minutes. We'll be back with our guest, Philip J. Roos from Stone Arch Law. We are talking about estate planning. We'll be back. Thank you. It is now 8.55 here at WCCO. Local estate planning attorney Philip J. Roos from Stone Arch Law has been joining us this half hour. Welcome back, Philip. Thank you. Okay, as we wrap up this hour, we have about two and a half minutes, and I'm curious to know if a woman has already uh, been at that point where she really needs the estate plan and she worries that it's too late. When is it too late to do it? It, it, it is, it, it, honestly, I, it's not quite never too late. It's, it's the too late portion really is when you can no longer understand the documents. We have folks who come in regularly. They're, they're 75, they're 80, and they're, they're almost hanging their heads low, like we know we should have done this when we first had kids in our 20s or 30s. We, but that's, no one does. I mean, it, they, they should. But, but if, if you haven't done it yet and you feel like, well, I'm, I'm the one who hasn't done it, I feel guilty, you shouldn't. We see it so often that folks uh, who are well into retirement are doing this for the first time. Okay, so as we wrap up, I have to know if it's at the point now where so many women have the will, they've been told over the decades, you've got to have a will. They have the will, and as they continue to be successful in life, do they stick with the will and change it a little bit, add to it a little bit, or is the estate plan the only way to go today in order to make sure that your wishes are made? When it comes to a will document, what I like to point out most is that because that's an actual court document, you just want to be very careful that it's accurate and that it's up to date with current statutes in the state in which you live. If you've moved, you probably want to get a new will or or trust uh, if you're starting over anyway. We typically say every 10 years, you wouldn't you wouldn't submit uh, uh, you know, mo- most legal documents. You wouldn't want to send them to a court after 10 or 15 or 20 years. You want to keep those fresh. So redo that will every 10 years. Honestly, if it's time to redo it anyway, revisit doing a brand new will or definitely consider maybe a revocable trust option, but they both work. They absolutely both work. Uh, if, Pope, if people want more information from you, where do they go? If they want to stop by Stone Arch, like the bridge, stonearchlaw.com. We have a ton of videos. We have some uh, free downloads and resources, a lot of information. They want to come check us out. Well, I sure appreciate you joining us tonight. Thank you Thank so you. much, Philip J. Roos from Stone Arch Law. Thank you. My pleasure. All right, everyone, coming up next is Center Stage, all things arts and entertainment. You just got to know about it. I do want to reiterate that my son, Michael Battle, will not be on with us in the 10 o'clock hour, but I promise you, Jonathan and I will have a great time. (laughs) So stick and stay with us. Don't go anywhere. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this... Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.